Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Attention, Humo Army. I'm announcing a new venture. It is an e-magazine published by me, called Misanthropology. Misanthropology is a portmanteau of misanthropy and anthropology. A misanthrope is someone who hates humanity and anthropology is the study of mankind. This magazine catalogs humanity at its worst, save for the scantily clad alt models who are rather lovely and will grace the covers because, well, I'm sleazy enough to resort to using sexy girls to sell magazines. The official mascot for the magazine is the White Raven. According to lore, the White Raven is shunned from Black Raven society just because it's different. Different in their case doesn't mean inferior. The White Raven is smarter and larger in stature to a Black Raven. Just like a White Raven, this magazine is subversive and would not be welcome on a typical magazine rack. True crime will be featured in every issue, along with other controversial issues. Don't expect political correctness or family-friendly fare. Misanthropology is for adults only and not for the faint-hearted. You can download each issue from misanthropology.store. That is spelled M-I-S-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O L-O-G-Y dot store, S-T-O-R-E. I didn't spell out those words because I think you're dumb. I spelled them out because some people can't spell, but that's okay. There are lots of people who can't spell, but can do other things amazingly well. With this magazine, you get a bargain. It's $5 Canadian per issue, which is cheaper than any magazine you get on the newsstand. You get a PDF, which can be viewed on any electronic device. Plus, it's longer than the average magazine. The first issue is over 240 pages long, including an article about incest that is over 200 pages. I'm all about value. Please check it out at misanthropology.store. Thank you and enjoy the show. MP3s that I've strummed together are short true crime cases that I recorded specifically for TikTok and YouTube, but I've put them together here in case you didn't happen to catch those videos. Enjoy. Fort Lauderdale resident Albert Narvaez 
is a perp with a capital P. During his sentencing hearing for attempted murder with a firearm, he launched yet another assault, this time on the prosecuting attorney. Nervaez proved that if you prosecute him, he'll prosecute you back. He threw urine from a container onto the prosecutor. He was arrested for this stunt. A quote from the arrest affidavit. The urine went inside his mouth and all over his clothing. After flinging the offending fluid at the prosecutor, Narvaez shouted, He told me to do it. He pissed me off. Who doesn't love a funny t-shirt? John Bomber loves them so much, he wears them himself. One such shirt read, Who needs drugs? No, seriously, I have drugs. If you're thinking I wouldn't have taken that message seriously, we would be simpatico. Unfortunately for John Bomber, the cops took the shirt seriously, especially when they saw Bomber attempt to pass what they called a, quote, bag of green leafy substance to a person who stood in line behind him at a shopping center. His method of making a getaway was to leave the bag on the ground. It was reported to police. There was both marijuana and methamphetamine in the bag, so they didn't have to search him. He was arrested. One thing they couldn't charge him with was false advertising. Michael Burns knew he was supposed to dress up for court after facing charges for having his license plate obstructed. Conventional wisdom has it that a man should wear a suit to court. Instead, he wore a t-shirt emblazoned with the words, Fuck the police. Burns claimed he was given a ticket by a cop who had been a pain in his ass earlier that night. He said deputies were throwing people off a public place to deliberately ruin their fun. According to Burns, a deputy followed him in his car immediately after the incident. The deputy brought company with him, six cruisers to be exact. He won the case. NWA would be proud. Hey fellas, is your ex-girlfriend a bitch? If the answer to that question is yes, you have something in common with Christian Nichols. Though I must be clear about the kind of bitch I speak of. I'm not referring to a contentious harpy that is always complaining and never satisfied. I'm talking about the female of the species Canis familiaris, or dog. To be specific for this case, a Siberian Husky. Christian Nichols loved his dog, as dog owners do, but it is possible to love your dog a little too much. That would explain why he was charged with a count of aggravated animal cruelty. You see videos and photos of Christian having sex with his dog that you are better off without seeing appeared online, and police launched an investigation. At one point in the video, the dog was suffering and tried to run away. She was so distressed. Christian hit her with a dildo as punishment. I'd hate to see what he would have done if she had shit on the carpet. He used multiple dildos to rape her. Oh, and in the video, Christian was also husky. Not husky as in heavy set, though he was. You see, he was wearing 
a dog costume. The breed of his dog costume was Husky. It was about as effective at seducing his dog as a leopard Speedo would be at... Well, you get the idea. Stuart Cook was present when British police responded to a call about a collision. When they approached him, they smelled cannabis, so they arrested him. He wasn't about to make the procedure easy or comfortable for the officers, so he shouted and cursed at the arresting officers. During a strip search, they told him to bend over. When he did, he gave them this... Then this, and finally this. He followed up by saying, how do you like that? They were not as amused as you are. Meet Terrian Pouncey from Chicago. You would look sad, too, if you shot yourself in the penis. Perhaps it's the most fitting manifestation of karma when you consider that it followed the armed robbery of a hot dog stand. After he extorted the proprietor's money, he ran off, whereupon the gun went off in his pocket and roasted his wiener. He was arrested after being taken to Christ Medical Center. What a dick. You can always find bargains at Walmart. Perhaps 62-year-old Floridian Evelyn Lucchese enjoys a bargain a little too much. She sure got some extra value for her dollar in the parking lot of a Walmart in the Barefoot Bay District. A police officer described what he encountered. The defendant was sitting in the driver's seat of her vehicle with no lower clothes on, legs in the air, appearing to be masturbating in the public parking lot. Lucchese smelled like booze, which would explain why she resisted arrest while the officers struggled to get her pants back on. Not only was she in no condition to drive, but she stumbled and slurred her words as she was escorted to the police cruiser. According to police, her blood alcohol content level came in at 0.240, which is enough to cause a blackout. She was charged with a DUI and remanded to Brevard County Jail, where she disrobed for the second time that night. One evening in Madison County, Florida, a Waffle House worker called 911 to report an attempted robbery. The suspect was not armed. The pirate in question left after obtaining the booty he came for. Fucking napkins. This may sound unreal, but it was caught on video and witnessed by staff and customers. Perhaps the proprietors of the Waffle House should have expected this karma after opening their location on Bandit Street. Not that they are to blame. So eager was he to get his hands on some napkins to wipe his stupid face, Award William Rodriguez shouted to everybody within the location, Get on the ground! Y'all are getting robbed! 
One crucial detail of the robbery was noted by a Madison County Sheriff's Office deputy. The suspect did not appear to have a weapon, but did raise his hands with his fingers in the shape of a gun. Just when you thought that old trick would never work, you could possibly make an exception for a Floridian Waffle House. After informing everybody he was high and drunk, he grabbed some napkins and walked out, whereupon he made his getaway. Deputies tracked Rodriguez down at his home and arrested him without incident, following his confession to the crime. He was remanded to Madison County Jail after being charged with unarmed robbery and assault. The moral of this story? Only patronize a Waffle House at 3 a.m. when you're drunk so you can avoid riffraff like Award William Rodriguez. <coughs> William Hodge was accused of stealing an alligator from Congo River Gulf in Daytona Beach Shores. Witnesses saw him walking down the road with the reptile. He swung it by the tail and even tried to toss it up onto the roof of a building. Apparently he had a death wish. I don't know if crystal meth was involved in this particular Florida man's story, but we shouldn't rule it out. After his failed attempt to throw the gator to the top of the building, he beat and stomped on it. According to police, he tortured the poor animal, quote, to teach it a lesson. And that's the end. The band Nazareth wrote the song Love Hurts. Lyrically and thematically, it's a no-brainer to anybody who has been in love. One man who understands that sentiment very, very well is Michael Anthony Johnson of Apopka, Florida. His ex-girlfriend took a shit in his heart, and as all of us who have been jolted would expect, it was a devastating experience. Eventually, his pain sprouted an outgrowth of rage and he became vindictive, so he decided to retaliate. After his ex-girlfriend clogged up the plumbing of his heart and left him without a plunger, he broke into her home and took a literal shit on her material belongings. You heard that right. One Friday morning, while his ex and her kids were sleeping, he broke into the house to mark what had once been his territory, the items he shat on bed sheets, a glass kitchen plate, a wallet, a dresser. Wherever he had his most recent meal at the time, he must have ordered the family feast because he shit both in the bedroom and the kitchen. He wasn't bullshitting. 47-year-old Pasco County, Florida resident Jose Ramirez Calejas is no bullshitter. To prove he's not full of shit and never issues idle threats, he dumped a bucket of cow manure on someone. He did it at Spoto's Dairy, where he was an employee. He admitted to dumping it on the victim's head, though deputies mentioned that it also tumbled down to the victim's forehead and leg. A motive was not stated. Jose was arrested and charged with felony battery. Just to prove he doesn't take shit from anybody, he dishes it out. Eli Wiesel once said, The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Jawan Brown loved his girlfriend, 
but entered into a heated, hate-filled argument with her that turned violent. First, he deliberately stepped on her foot. Then, he threw something at her. A piece of fried chicken. He struck her on the left side of her face and glasses. She was not injured. Joanne was arrested for domestic battery and has been ordered to stay away from the victim. Summer is here, and it's always a fine time to fire up the barbecue for burgers and dogs with your favorite folks. Serial killer Kevin Metheny, pictured here, was an unabashed and unapologetic serial killer. He spent a lot of his money on crack, heroin, and liquor which fueled his madness. To quote his mother, he just kept drifting further and further away. I think the worst thing that ever happened to him was drugs. It's a sad, sad story. He has claimed to have killed as many as 13 people, but only three victims have been identified and confirmed. He was as addicted to killing hookers as he was to crack and smack. Now to the fun part. Kevin Metheny operated a roadside barbecue vending operation. He made the ground meat himself, which was fashioned out of the flesh of pigs, cows, and his victims. His customers were involuntary cannibals without realizing it. At his sentencing hearing, he said he committed the murders because he enjoyed it. He went on to say, I got a rush out of it, got a high out of it, and I had no real excuse why other than I like to do it. Sounds legit. He was initially sentenced to death, but the death penalty was overturned. A disappointment to the victim's families, to be sure. I imagine they would have liked to have seen him fry on the electric chair. Mustafa Ouardi is a Florida man, and not in a cool way, as with Florida. Case in point, he called 911 three times one Wednesday morning from a McDonald's location. Their grievous offense? They got his burger order wrong twice, allegedly. When deputies arrived at the McDonald's, Ouardi was yelling and swearing at the staff about his order. They asked the officers that he be removed from the restaurant. He made it clear he wasn't going to move an inch until his burger was fixed. The deputies repeated that he was required to make like a palm tree and leave. Ordy said, fine, then take me to jail. I'm not leaving. Oh, but he did leave via police escort. When the deputies searched his pockets, they found some marijuana folded up into a napkin. While he was being booked in a cruiser, he admitted to having another drug on his person when he said, I have cocaine in my butt. Before being taken to Naples Jail Center, Luardi was to be medically cleared in observance of protocol. As he was transferred to a stretcher, the very sensitive Mustafa Luardi said, Watch what you do to me. You'll be sorry. I'll have your job. I will sue you. I'm from New York. Don't worry, I'll get you. 
He was also combative with health care workers. Wardy was charged with trespassing, possession of marijuana of no more than 20 grams, and resisting law enforcement without violence. Police did not comment on the cocaine in his butt. Did you know that George Lucas's inspiration for Chewbacca was his pet Malamute, Indiana? Indiana would ride shotgun as Lucas drove. Was Indiana George Lucas's emotional support animal? Not likely. One Florida man who was pulled over by police in Fort Walton Beach, Florida for DUI had a pet of his own in the passenger seat and he claimed it was an emotional support animal. Was it a Malamute? Not even close. The animal support profession in this case was represented by an entirely different species, reptiles. You see, this Florida man claimed to have an emotional support python. Now, strange as this sounds, pythons have gained popularity as emotional support animals. While the king cobra is friend to no man, pythons are a breed that offer little disruption to their owners' lives. They don't have a daily feeding schedule, they're hypoallergenic, and they are quiet. Wrapping themselves around their anxious owners reputedly has a calming effect, like a hug. Nevertheless, in Florida, it is illegal to own pythons because they have killed babies. Oh, and drunk driving is also illegal in Florida, as it is everywhere else. Quick, what would you do if you thought somebody stole your Bible? If you were car wash professional Rudy Eugene of Miami, Florida, you would have suspected Ronald Popo, a homeless man, of taking it. You'd be a crazy fuck, jacked up on drugs, so you would have beaten him unconscious, removed his pants, and bitten his face. When police arrived, they told Rudy to stop biting Ronald. Rudy was too angry to stop biting, so he growled at the cops and kept biting Ronald. Throughout the attack, Ronald lost his eyebrows, nose, chunks of his forehead and cheek, and his left eye. His right eye was also damaged, leaving him completely blind. He had to learn self-care, like dressing, eating, bathing, and shaving all over again. Rudy had to learn to stop biting people. If you kill your fishing buddy, you'd better cast your line for a good alibi. Larry Sanders came up with an entirely new perpetrator. Bigfoot. Sasquatch. What Trailer Park Boys call Sam Squanch. Yes, Larry Sanders and his friend, Jimmy Knighton, were doing some noodling. Noodling is a form of bare-handed fishing. They were trying to catch some catfishes in Oklahoma's South Canadian River. So how did this fishing trip take such a dark turn? Apparently, Jimmy threatened to summon Bigfoot. Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny tried to intervene just kidding, but Larry beat Jimmy with a stick, 
You see, Jimmy threatened to feed Larry to Bigfoot. Larry finished Jimmy off by choking him. Police noted that he appeared to be under the influence of something. Was it alcohol, drugs, or too much television? Sanders has been charged with first-degree murder. There have been no Bigfoot sightings in the South Canadian River area. Are you hard up for cash right now? Maybe you should consider renting out your rectum. That way you can smuggle drug paraphernalia into jail for a reasonable fee. Wesley Dasher Scott of Pinella County, Florida, did it for free when he was arrested for possession of marijuana, but a strip search revealed that he was carrying three syringes in his rectal cavity. He didn't get paid for carrying them. He said he found them. What would he do with found money? Wipe his ass with it? Needless to say, he didn't get his money's worth from the experience. He was slapped with several other drug charges, as well as possession of contraband in a county detention facility. The moral of the story? Say no to crack. There once was a man named Jerry Smith. Okay, he's still alive. Perhaps he's considered committing suicide out of shame. He's a Florida man, and, well, you know that combination never ends well. During an interrogation, he broke down and cried, and confessed that the, he stole a white substance during a chain of burglaries. He assumed it was either cocaine or heroin. It turns out he stole a jar that belonged to a woman named Jenny White, who owned an extensive collection of sex toys and porn videos. She had also been a very enthusiastic and frequent user of the hookup app Tinder. So active, she owned a crystal jar that contained semen from hundreds of men. By the time Smith stole it, it had dried. To quote White, I know it's weird, but I got every guy I slept with in the last two years to ejaculate in the same jar. There must have been sperm from at least 250 guys in there. I had no idea what a criminal could be planning to do with a jar full of dried cum. But snorting it, that's just gross. Aside from 17 criminal charges, including burglary, receipt of stolen property, possession of fake identification cards, and possession of illicit substances, he could face a total of 65 years in prison and a fine of $455,000. There is an additional cost, this one paid by his body. He contracted at least three sexually transmitted diseases, including herpes and syphilis. As Marion County Sheriff's Office described him, he is, quote, certainly not the brightest bulb in the box. Oh, hungry? If you've got nothing but pocket change, perhaps you should stick with an O. Henry bar. Peanuts? Check. Fudge? Check. What's not to like? That would not have satisfied Maeli Alvarez Aguilar. He was more in the mood for ribs. A whole rack, in fact. So much in the mood was he 
that he stuffed a rack of ribs in his pants at an Indian Town, Florida location of an IGA grocery store. But even that was not enough. After he was searched, more items were found, including nine pieces of fried chicken, two bags of hamburger buns, and mashed potatoes. He was arrested for shoplifting. Alvarez Aguilar was reportedly intoxicated at the time. Or maybe he just had a tapeworm. Are you stupid? You don't get an introduction like that every day. If you are stupid, hopefully you're not as dumb as Timothy Kepke of Hobie Sound, Florida. I don't know what he looks like, so I'll assume he resembles the Duck Dynasty guys. Here are documented incidents from the archives of Timothy Kepke's criminal history that will leave you clueless in scratching your head. Strike one. He decided to keep a wild alligator that was caught by his friend as a pet. Strike two. Kepke decided to feed beer to the gator. Strike three. He released the alligator back into the water without buffalo wings or pickled eggs to delay the inebriation. Strike four. He captured it all on video. Kepke was arrested with an unnamed woman confirming that she witnessed the offense. Timothy Kepke and his friend, the alligator hunter Noah Osborne, were charged with unlawfully taking an alligator. On his way home, the gator propositioned several females before passing out on a golf course next to a puddle of vomit replete with pizza toppings. Meet Florida man Trey Cornwell. His first crime was that face tattoo. But what he really became known for was stealing an ambulance that was the property of Hernando County Fire and Emergency Services. It was stationed at an ambulance bay at Oak Hill Hospital in Brooksville. Cornwell didn't get far. He got the ambulance stuck in some mud near a body of water. Realizing he wouldn't get it out without a tow, he got out and ran toward a shopping plaza. He was soon charged with Grand Theft Auto. Animal lovers will not like this story. If you were one of them, you were going to hate this man, Arizonian Michael Patrick Turland. He faced 94 charges of animal cruelty. You see, when he put 183 animals in a deep freezer, he didn't bother to slaughter them all humanely and bury them under pizza rolls and in ground beef on a bed of styrofoam and a blanket of cellophane. He placed many of these animals in there while they were still alive. He was reported after a woman lent him snakes for breeding, and he hadn't returned them. The frozen animals were discovered when the owners of the rental property cleaned up after Turland. Wait a minute. Let's call him Turdland. When they cleaned up after Turdland, they found the hapless animals frozen in anguish. Besides the snakes, there were dogs, turtles, lizards, birds, mice, rats, and rabbits. What would your life be like if you became a quadruple amputee? Could you masturbate with a hook?
Maybe you'd rather go the way of Edward Penis Hands. Sean Petrozino lost his legs, hands, and sections of his arms to bacterial meningitis. But did this keep him from pursuing his goals? It's in the realm of possibility Sean Petrozino didn't become an inspiration to other disabled people due to advocacy and selfless dedication to charitable causes like Canada's Terry Fox. You see, Petrozino, despite his lack of hands, managed to shoot both of his parents dead. According to a prosthetics expert, he could very well have shot a gun without special equipment. He went on the lam afterwards. Hopefully the police tracked him down. We know what unresolved anger can do to quadruple amputees. (laughs) 